Hey, this is Aaron Stanford from 12 Monkeys, and you're listening to TV Times 3. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 262. On this episode, we've got a bunch of renewal news, and then we'll be talking about recent episodes of Arrow, Empire, Grimm, 12 Monkeys, and The Walking Dead, plus some uh, TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 262. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Kyle Nolan from noreruns.net. And Megan Ward from tvismypacifier.com. Thank you both for joining me this week. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for As a scheduled me, guest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to have to have Kyle do two voices almost for a little bit. And then uh, Megan agreed. And then something happened. And then Kyle was going to have to do two voices again for a bit. and But everything worked out. We're now... Uh, recording this episode Kyle gets so. to be one person yes how gets to be himself I, I don't have to be brett and kyle <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with that we'll jump into the news lots of uh, good news this week on the uh, lots of renewals which is sort of uh, an odd thing to to have so many in the last well in the last couple of weeks there were a couple of these that somehow they got announced but i like they never popped up anywhere or anything. I came across them this week. So since we had talked about them, uh, but uh, first up, uh, BET is renewed to being uh, Mary Jane for a third season. Uh, the second season, I, I believe just started uh, back up. I have no idea what that show is. That's <laughs> the Gabrielle Union uh, show. Is she, it a reality show? No, no she, she plays a, she plays a, like a TV news anchor and uh you know, she's dealing with the, her career and family and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one of those shows that sort of is one of the, you know, the 352 shows, that, <laughs> scripted shows that are out there from last year. That you're just like, oh, wait, is that? Oh, yeah, that is a show. Uh, <laughs> Bravo has renewed Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce for a second season. Hmm. Uh, that's an, a one that's going to be <laughs> slowly deleted off my DVR with the four episodes or whatever piled up. That's uh, well, that's another uh, show that uh, because it's on Bravo and the name of it, it sounds like a reality show, but it's actually it's actually pretty good. But Cinemax has renewed Banshee for a fourth season. Fans of that show, I'm sure, will be glad that uh, that that will be back. <laughs> I know you could watch it. I still have the second season to watch. I know they're airing the third now. <laughs> I still. <laughs> I, I couldn't get past the pilot. And in, uh, I guess, I don't know, sort of like the bizarre renewal of the, the CW has renewed Beauty and the Beast for a fourth season. And the third season hasn't even started playing yet. I, I like the comment I saw on, on Twitter that Christian Crook must have the know where the skeletons are buried over at the CW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it's... Uh, well, it's it's two things there. I think you know CBS wants to have something on their network that's from them, <laughs> uh, and then also they are trying to, just like every other network, they're trying to actually expand out to have some more actual scripted shows over the summer, which I think uh, the third season starts up on May twenty first and they'll play you know thirteen weeks over the course of the summer. So 
that. But then I think it's also a show that does well other places. So I think it's one of those things that like it doesn't do that that well here, but I think there's so many different factors that uh you know, it's sort of the almost sort of the same thing with like uh you know, like rain. Like CBS is like we got to have something on the network that's we're that we half own. Because <laughs> it because right now, you know, the Warner Brothers half is the is the half that's really uh, is you really mean doing the good well. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, as of uh, well, as of today, we're recording on a Tuesday. Uh, HBO is renewed uh, last week tonight with John Oliver for a third and a fourth season. So it's in its second season now. It'll be back for uh, two more years after t- this year. So I'm thrilled about that. I'm really enjoying this show. I think that's the. Uh, uh, sort of the clears the deck on the speculation. <laughs> Could John Oliver come back to the Daily Show? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> HBO's like, no, we like what's happening here. We're going to keep this going. <laughs> Maybe they were worried he was going to take <laughs> off and lock him in. <laughs> uh, and then also on the uh, two season renewal front, uh, IFC has renewed Portlandia for a sixth and a seventh season. And uh, I'm sure Kyle is happy about that with his 17 episodes of Portlandia on the DVR. <laughs> more to I'm come. Only, I'm only two seasons behind. I can be four seasons behind. Uh, and then lastly, on the renewal front, TNT has renewed The Librarians for a second season, which uh, I think probably out of all of the shows mentioned is the one I'm most happy about uh, its renewal. I'm glad that they didn't, you know, continue to wait forever. I, it's another. It's one of those shows that you're just like, how did they just not, like, halfway into its run, announce that it was renewed for? It did so well for TNT on, on Sunday nights that. Uh, but there it is. It's uh, it's been renewed. Well, I'm happy to see more episodes. They did such a good job ending the first season as like a possible series ender. <laughs> like it, it's like bittersweet in that aspect. Like, <laughs> I think that's the way to go. Like with these type of shows, though, is is you do a story arc, you know, for a season that gives some sort of a where you can, if it ends, it's fine, and then you know you can pick up again and go again if it gets picked up instead of going towards these big cliffhangers and then, you know, and then getting canceled, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like uh, TNT sister network uh, officially announced <laughs> that ground floor is canceled. <laughs> so we'll never know if Brody says yes. <laughs> it's an excellent lead in there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, you know, the mostly good news. And then the official, I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago that it looked like Ground Floor was going to be canceled, but that has officially uh, been canceled. So kind of a bummer there, but uh, I'm, it, it kind of makes you wonder, like, what what is TBS going to do? <laughs> like, they canceled they, – they've canceled Ground Floor. They canceled Minute Work. They canceled Sullivan's Son. Cougar Town is ending. Like, do they have any other comedies? Like, what – Maybe they're getting out of the comedy business. <laughs> TBS. We used to be very funny. <laughs> We're now animated funny and rerun funny. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but we still have American Dad. <laughs> that's their slogan. 
<laughs> oh my god! Speaking of American Dad, they're in the you know like the pre thing they show at the theater. Uh, they were showing like you know like an ad you know trailer for American Dad on TBS, and granted, it was sort of a it was for the it was be, before the Best Picture Showcase that you know it was the first four of the of the Best Picture nominees that uh, all playing on a Saturday and. And so it was kind of a older crowd, you know, probably not the target demo for what they were going for, but the amount of like groans and, uh, and like stuff from like the stuff they were playing, you were like, yeah, this is not a good ad for, (laughs) this is not the group for this material, but that's enough. uh, That's enough with the news and we'll move on to prime time. Uh, a few shows to to talk about uh, this week. Uh, first up, Arrow, uh, season three, episode thirteen, uh, Canaries, where uh, once again, getting dosed with vertigo gets you to <laughs> see your worst fear, which is obviously your dead sister, <laughs> and a fight ensues. So, uh, what do you think, Kyle? <laughs> you start with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I I just like to start off by saying. I'm only watching this show because of the Flash. Just in case there's <laughs> just to keep the continuity up for when the next crossover comes. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise I, w- I would have quit and did quit and came back to this show. But I mean overall I mean I find it somewhat entertaining but I think it would be better without Arrow. <laughs> he's he's the most annoying part of the show. And uh and without his flashbacks. I'm really hoping like this ended with Oliver making it home. I'm like now we're back to like present time sort of. Maybe we could stop with the flashbacks, but going <laughs> but taking his sister to the island there, I'm guessing there's going to be a whole new round of flashbacks from relating what she's there to do with what he did there and so we're going to probably see her in some kind of like whole training montage thing going on there but yeah i mean and then the other thing the the whole vision of the 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 two blondes fighting was just to have a scene with two blondes (laughs) (laughs) there was there was no other reason there was no way that guy could possibly move like the woman when if she had fought their actual guy she was fighting uh on camera so that's all that was for yeah, well, you know, not, none of that's actually happening. That's just what, you know, that's the vision you're having while he's beating you however he's beating you. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when it happened to, you know, to Oliver, he saw, you know, a dark version of, him, of himself. So, but yeah, it's, of of course it was to have a girl fight, but, you know, <laughs> and a reason to have Katie Lotz back. But yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, some of it worked, some of it didn't. I I do hope it does look sort of like they they have like what the you know the the arc will be for the you know the final part of the season cuz that's the thing that seems to have been missing so far this season is like what it's been pretty scatterbrained but they've also they've also turned like uh Felicity who's like one of my favorite characters into one of my least favorite characters cuz it always gets old in these things with the when a character gets like overly sanctimonious, like you know we can't we can't do it that way, and you're just like, but if we don't do it that way, we're all going to die. 
<laughs> so it's like, is that preferable to to trying it this way, even though not the best, uh, you know, not the best idea? But uh, so I don't know. She's sort of become like the wet blanket of the group for some reason, and it, it's gotten kind of annoying. But uh, what do you think, uh, Megan? Uh, I'm kind of with Kyle on this. I really only watch because of the flash. <laughs> I, I had stopped watching and I too came back because of the crossovers, which was very smart on their part because otherwise I probably would not have come back. Um, I'm really happy that um, Assassin decided to take his own life because he was probably one of the most annoying characters of the entire show, in my opinion, besides Felicity, <laughs> who I agree is also incredibly, incredibly annoying this so far. I don't know. It's the whole episode just kind of felt like it was almost a little bit redundant and just kind of dragged on a bit. It reminded me again why I didn't watch it for a while. And um, I mean, I'm happy that he told his sister the truth and that she didn't like completely flip her lid. But I don't know. I'm just I'm interested to see where they go with it and if they can salvage this season at all. But overall, eh. It was a pretty underwhelming episode for something that's supposed to be about it, like a, a superhero and like everything else. It just kind of felt like it was a whole lot of arguing amongst the team and very little like superhero-ness to me. You mentioned the thing with the uh, the assassin killing himself. <laughs> One thing about that scene that totally bugged me, she basically wakes up from having sex with this guy her father and and the Red Hood guy break in almost immediately. It's like they were waiting outside listening to them. Oh, wait, now there's a fight. How could they tell the difference? And then, like, they smash through to save her. It was just disturbing. Her dad's out there listening to all this. Her dad and her ex-boyfriend? Yes. Yeah. yeah that was, it was a little disturbing. I was just going to skip over that fact because I didn't want to get into the fact how disturbing it was. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that that was a little I mean, you could have seen uh, sort of, uh, you know, Roy sees her him leave, you know, or sees both of them leave. And so, you know, maybe you could say that, like, he took his time going and changing into his red outfit and and, uh, getting over there and just happened to get there as the, the fight was breaking out. Uh, but yeah, it kind of does. It kind of did seem like he was just standing outside, just in case there was a problem. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> and then, but yeah, but then when the dad shows up, you're like, where was the dad in full, like, <laughs> like, because like if he was across the way, like in his apartment, his apartment, like across the across the street, and he saw like a fight break out, was he already just like standing over there, <laughs> like in full garb? waiting to su- to get there really fast. Uh yeah, they they do some of that with the, you know, the timeline stuff like a couple episodes ago when you know, when Merlin travels all the way back and he finds the the sword and then he and then he comes back and he and it seems it seems like it's a day maybe. You know, like the, and you're like, yeah, he's got his own plane and he could fly there and he could have gotten but you're just like, did he really like leave Starling City and go all the way over there, track down, find the blade, and then come all the way back? And you know, they kind of uh, the time sort of uh, they they get around pretty fast sometimes. Like story wise, I could understand that. <laughs> <Yeah. but. laughs> 
I don't know. It makes for some holes in the story when they don't seem to like match up with the timeline. And that's part of the thing I had such a problem with it before was watching it. I was always like, how did that even happen? Like, it's not like he didn't just, how did he get there? It would drive me nuts. (laughs) And now that episode, it was the same thing. Like I looked over at my, steps and I was like were they just standing outside the door and he's like I don't even want to think about it he's like that's just awkward and I'm like exactly like it was just a really awkward scene and which is why I tried yeah. to skip over it thanks Kyle but well, at least Oliver didn't like swing in too outside the door <laughs> we're just here to protect the, the, the ice on the cake. Uh, so yeah there's a uh, I don't know. Overall, this season has just been has not been the greatest. I mean, they still have some, you know, good fight sequences and and stuff. And I, you know, keep hoping, like I said, that we finally have built to a point that we'll get a little bit more of a cohesive story going forward. But this season has been so it almost partially, I think, because they've been although we still have more of the Adam to come. Uh, you know, it's because they've been launching the Adam storyline and then also crossing over with the Flash and launching the Flash. It seems like an actual Arrow storyline has been sort of like backburnered for like the first half of the season. So hopefully in the in the second half we'll uh, we'll actually get a a, a better a better Arrow storyline uh, going forward. I hope so too, since I'm locked into it due to the Flash. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, you got to keep watching because apparently there's, you know, an Adam crossover coming up, I guess, uh, later on in the season with Adam ending up uh, and the Flash working together or something. So we'll see what happens there and we'll move on to uh, the next show on the list, which is like kind of a an interesting phenomenon <laughs> taking place right now, which is... Uh, Empire season one episode six uh, out damn spot is the last episode uh, uh, that aired and quite interesting to have a show actually gain audience <laughs> like gain actual live viewing audience not like gain over you know with DVR viewers which it, it does that too but but on a weekly basis to actually gain audience Every week for five weeks, nothing does that <laughs> these days. <laughs> you know, you might get something that starts out big and then it has a little bit of a drop off, and then you know it sort of maintains that for a while, and then maybe uh, there's been a little bit more of a phenomenon recently of shows in second or third seasons of there finally being enough people like talking about it that people catch up on things like Netflix and you know various streaming and DVDs and whatnot. And then jump in on, you know, new seasons of a show when it, because they don't, you know, they like it so much that they don't want to wait, you know, to uh, to watch it. You know, so audiences grow a little bit in, in subsequent seasons. Uh, but to have something actually start off with an actual pretty decent audience for Fox to begin with and then grow every week, that is quite, uh, quite impressive. So... We'll start with you, Megan. What do you think? Uh, what do you think it is about Empire that's uh, kept you watching and you know keeps getting people to tune in? Honestly, for me, I love Cookie. <laughs> I think that she's hilarious, and I 
especially her scene this episode when she was dressed in the fur and she, she came in thinking she was going to have a romantic dinner with Lucian, but <laughs> it wasn't. He was announcing his engagement and she's just sitting there like picking the flower petals off. I'm thinking she's going to explode any minute. And then her exit was like perfect. So it just made me love her even more. And this I just think that ass. overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she she has a point. I mean, like compared to Annika, Cookie's way more attractive. And, you know, so I'm just I was watching the show, the first episode, and I was thinking, mm, it's getting a little bit boring. And then Cookie came in and I was like, okay, this is totally not boring anymore. And <clears throat> I also like Jamal more so because he seems to be the only one at the moment out of the sons that has any moral compass whatsoever. So that's a bonus, I suppose. I'm a little, I think it was something at the end of the episode when that Olivia character, Raven Simone, which if I had been paying attention to any news recently, I probably would have known she was coming, which I'm glad I didn't because I was kind of like, oh my God, it's Raven Simone. And then she just shows up and, you know, she's like, she wanted to meet her daddy. And I'm like, oh great, of course. They have to take the one character who I actually think is going to like stay on the good side the whole season and suddenly have to like tarnish him. So I wasn't incredibly happy about that, but I'm interested to see where it goes. Well, they'd already started uh, a little bit to show that his little bit of success had already started to, you know, he, his, you know, what he had been saying about, you know, to his father and all this stuff. But when, you know, he was asked about uh, if he had a girlfriend and he didn't, you know, he just sort of, he didn't actually say, you know, anything, but that was the time where he could have, you know, stepped forward and been like, I'm gay. Yeah. And so, and so he did sort of not say anything because he, in that moment, he was like, would that hurt, you know, what's happening right now? And, and so he, he, even, he has a little, you know, crisis, crisis of conscience, you know, uh, with, with well, this happening. whole episode was like, but they, you know, was like that. For him. But then again, they've so far, I think that's the thing. So far, they've been able to maintain. It's a, it's again though one of those shows that you wonder like how many times can they drop a bombshell at the end of an episode? You know, can they can they arc to something at the end of every episode that's sort of like a big reveal for something? And uh, you know, this that he had uh, gotten a girl pregnant back in the day <laughs> was was the latest of of those uh, bombshells uh, uh, to drop. Uh, what do you think about Empire, Kyle? I, oh, I think those bombshells is, is part of what keeps people coming back <laughs> yeah. every week. They're like, whoa, what's the next big thing that's going to drop? And and like Megan said, I, I think uh, Cookie is a huge part of the draw for people. She's like your classic 80s primetime soap. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> all she needs is some big shoulder pads. <laughs> and she's like your ultimate, like, <laughs> boardroom. Like yeah, you'd uh, like to just, like, take Cookie and drop her into, like, to the middle of, like, Dynasty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, they do a like they do a good job of just moving things along very quickly. Like, you, there's not a lot of like slow moving plots. Everything's just like rapidly like move on to the next thing that's going on. And they've been doing a good job at least like exploring each of these characters. You you get a sense of who they are. They're not like 
like they don't just brush over you have like you know jamal you know cookie you know the brother like how they're different and so they they do a good job in that thing like they have this murder that happened and like the way he like was able to pay someone to cover it up and so then move on to the next thing like they don't spend too much time on these these slow moving plots well that's probably part of it works yeah well i think the other thing though is that while they they keep arcing to these like you know dropping a new thing you know like where you find out you know where you're finding out you know all of a sudden oh he's he's got a child he didn't know about or oh these two people are actually uh working together or oh this you know this thing or that thing has happened the thing is even though it's sort of a heightened reality you know soap opera these big reveals and stuff like that don't feel so outlandish like how scandal has like spun out of control where where to, <laughs> to top themselves they just it it becomes even more you know more bizarre and more bizarre uh so far uh, with the things that they're doing they feel like they're big bombshells that are that draw you in like what's going to happen next type of thing but they also feel organic within in this story of you know it doesn't feel overly outlandish uh, when these things, you know, when these things happen that uh, you're just like, oh, really? With that, you know, we're uh, not that it couldn't happen down the road. I mean, we're only six episodes in, but so far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if we're in season four of Empire, you know, you never know what the conspiracy will be <laughs> happening behind behind the scenes. Uh, you know, maybe Cookie will be kidnapped and and be auctioned off. Uh, because she is the star <laughs> of the show, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I think it just it it just is. Is that really what happened at Scandal? <laughs> I didn't know. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe I I think it is. It also has that throwback nature to it, where it does. Uh, I mean, that was part of what sort of bothered me in the beginning is is sort of like the wardrobe and everything. It it felt like you were like vintage Dallas or dynasty or something, but in a, in a contemporary context. And, and I think there hasn't been, you know, there hasn't been anything like that. Even, even the return of Dallas wasn't, you know, a good, a version of this <laughs> as empire is of, you know, that, that nighttime soap opera uh, type of thing. And so it would be interesting to see how this, uh, how the rest of the season plays out. And if they can keep up this pace, with, like, because you, you, you're, you just, you kind of are waiting. Like, there's interesting stuff and watching Cookie go off on people and, and, and all these things uh, is, is a lot of fun. But you are sort of waiting till the end of the episode. Like, what are they going to drop on us this episode? Uh, what, <laughs> what are we going to find out here? That's Empire. And, uh, we'll move on to, uh, the next show on the list, which is, uh, Season four, episode thirteen, uh, "Trial by Fire," or the uh, second show on the list with the girl fight <laughs> in it. <laughs> but uh, start with you, Kyle. What do you think of uh, Grim so far this season? 
I think the season's been great. I think I've really found their their groove this season. I like them bringing in Wu into the mix now because he adds a lot of humor. Now they actually, he's, it's not depressing to see him involved in these things because something always bad happened to him. <laughs> like yeah. he's actually having fun, like doing the research. Like he does more research than anyone now. Like well, they don't have to do much. I like the I like the episode. What was a couple of ago where they were like. Uh, remember when you were eating your carpet and he was like oh that was because of her it's like oh and so now it's like even other weird things that have happened to him are getting put in context and I also like this one how they uh, they brought back uh, they brought back the this other guy uh, to help with the case because he he knew like the world and he knew uh, who this villain was and they were able to use him. Uh, my absolute favorite part though had to be at the very end when Nick takes the water gun and sticks it into the wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with all the axes and and. and knives and machetes and other like more ancient weaponry <laughs> like here's the uh yeah here's the giant squirt gun <laughs> is is the latest tool to add to the archive of uh to fight uh to fight off these things yeah that was uh that that was that was pretty funny because especially because like he kind of had like the smile on his face like as he's putting it in here well, we'll put this in here with the the rest of the stuff in case we need it again. I liked also that it sort of it did uh it you know it harkened back to the beginning of things, you know, bringing that character in, you know, it was one of it was an early it was an early case when he was just learning about these things. Yeah. And uh but ultimately I think the what have you thought about you know like Juliet I mean, she finally tells him because, like, she can't really keep it a secret too much longer. Sooner or later, she was going to lose it, and he was going to see anyways. Well, how couldn't he, like, doesn't he have a feeling, like, a sense when he's around, like, a hex and beast? He doesn't sense that at all? Like, I think hex and beasts are different than the others. No, well, it, but but he only he only notices it when, you know, it's when people get rattled in some way and they lose it for a half a second. He's able to see that they are. And so that's why, you know, for the longest time, he never knew anything about the captain because the captain was always under control uh, in, yeah. in yeah. all situations. And so, but the, but the couple times he comes home and the house is a complete wreck or there's some dead giant guy there. Well, that's why he doesn't wonder like how this, this smaller woman is able to completely kill this, this other thing. Well, he was like sort of able to buy the, you know, he, the guy swung and and missed and accidentally killed himself uh type of thing but you know after the beast fight there was, the place was destroyed it was going to be kind of hard to uh you know to 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 not say to not say something but it what did you think about this sort of keeping it to herself for like so long though cuz i mean cuz they kept throwing in the lines like uh you know where he says one less hex and beast in the world wouldn't be a bad yeah. thing, you know, type of thing where, and so then she doesn't say anything like in that moment. And you're just like, but you know, it's it, Nick it, and Juliet, felt, you know, it like, felt like your, t your typical TV thing. Yeah. Like people who don't say something, if they just say something right away, it would solve the problem. Well, it wouldn't solve the problem, but it would just make things a lot easier than letting it draw out. Although this, but then they wouldn't I, have a TV series. Yeah, exactly. But then you yes. wouldn't have had these great, 
I mean, it is kind of fun to have sort of, I mean, once they brought Juliet in, it was always uh, kind of fun, but it is kind of fun to see like Juliet, not just, uh, you know, be she's able to kick some serious ass. Like this, whatever happened to her, and the way that it, the way that she has become a hexed beast, and then also being, you know, being pregnant or whatever. I mean, we saw. I mean, we saw what happened when, when Adeline was pregnant. That you know, the baby had some interesting abilities of its own, and so I don't know if it's, if it's uh, how Juliet got him, or that she's also pregnant, or both, or whatever, but. That she totally kicks Adeline's ass to where Adeline runs off and is like freaked out. Yeah, you never figure like, yeah, <laughs> like about what just happened. Well, and, that uh, makes me wonder. Like, do they really want to cure her? Yeah, uh, because well, both from them they have this like hexen beast on their side who can do stuff, yeah. and then the writer is like, is she just going to be boring if they get rid of all these powers and she's back to the wife and not really doing anything? Like, I think that they, I think they have to almost leave her because well, they better because she really was just becoming you know, Nick's cheerleader and, you know, she's there telling him, you know, you can do this or helping him mix potions or pretending to be useful. But really compared to everybody else, she has no, she had no special power. She really didn't bring a whole lot except for being his partner, which is great. Except now if you have like this hex and beast, who's actually fighting with you, then his life's going to get a whole lot easier. And she's going to be more interesting. It's more reason to keep her around even longer. So, but that fight between them was just like one of the best scenes for a long time. And he was totally shocked when the, all the knives were in the wall and he's just staring around like, well, she did this. And she's like, well, I kind of, well, she ran off. Like he's been trying to explain <laughs> herself without him knowing that she's a hex and beast. Like he's looking at her, like she's lost her mind. You beat Adeline. Like, wait, how did that happen? <laughs> and then she says, and then his face was like, I'm, I'm hoping that Nick can accept it. Seeing as Juliet had to accept that he's a grim. I'm hoping that they play that card because it makes a whole lot of sense. But at the same time, who knows how he's going to respond. Yeah, and then is it is it his child? Like, like do we don't like, or is this part of whatever happened? Like, or is this even like a human child? Like, who knows what she's pregnant with? Well, that's well. The whole thing is that she got pregnant while she was look while she looked like Adeline for yeah, the so it, for the ritual to get Grim back. You know, to get him back being a Grim, and so that's. I don't know. You have, I don't know. That might be, that might be like the ultimate. It's like the, uh, it's the, the grim Hexen beast combo. (laughs) 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 Like the ultimate grim ever. (laughs) They're looking at the spinoff for 20, after the 21st season of grim, they can. (laughs) Yeah. This, uh, you know, know, the, the, the grim beast or whatever (laughs) that you got going there, but I, I'm glad that Nick finally finds out, and and we'll see how that plays out. Especially when, you know, the the rest of the group, you know, finds out what's going on. And uh, but yeah, it's kind of cool. Like as of right now, like when, like when Adeline goes to do something, and you know, Juliet just sticks her hand up and just like stops something in like midair, <laughs> and then like throws it at her. You know, is launching knives all over the place and. <laughs> and uh, yeah that was uh 
that was a pretty good uh, it was a pretty good build up to a pretty good uh as as they you know as they had to help you out and put on screen hashtag beast fight <laughs> i didn't even notice it. i didn't even notice that on the screen <laughs> uh but yeah that was uh that was good i'm really you know i think you know it's an interesting show that you know after a certain point they were like this is how many people are watching the show and uh this is how many people are really going to keep watching the show and so they just continued to uh build more and more mythology into the show where it became less and less you know about the case of the week uh you know there still is something like that but there's so much more going on in each season uh as we, as we keep going through and uh we'll get another season after this so that's uh it also just seems a lot more with everyone in the know where it wasn't <laughs> as fun before when everyone like half the people were in the dark. Yeah. Well, especially for that stretch where Wu was about to like lose it because yeah. <laughs> of all the stuff that he had seen and they're, they're trying to, I always felt so bad for him. They kept trying to convince him <laughs> and, and you kept going and Hank would be like, you know, <laughs> he's like, I almost lost it too. <laughs> like, I know how you're feeling. Like, <laughs> Because he had seen a few things <laughs> that couldn't be explained, and and when people tried to tell him that he hadn't really seen things, that just made it worse. Well, that, that was another line I liked in this one when the guy when the guy is like, "Does everyone in the precinct know?" Like, no, 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 don't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've nope. been gone for a long time, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, how long have I been in jail? <laughs> that was a very good line. That was pretty good, but yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, this week and seeing where where things go with Grimm going forward. And with that, we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is 12 Monkeys, uh, Season 1, Episode 5, uh, The Night Room. Unfortunately, Megan wasn't able to go back in time and watch this episode before the podcast. I don't know, maybe if you go back now... And then by the time Kyle's done talking, maybe he'll rejoin us with the. But yeah, what are you, what are you thinking about the about Twelve Monkeys so far, Kyle, and the all the uh, timey wiminess? Yeah, of the, all the all the the sort of roundabout coming back on itself uh, stuff that they it, set it, up. It hurts your head. Yeah. <laughs> you try to think about it too much. Yeah. Although I I I really like how like especially in the previous episode where they're like mixing things up where he realizes, oh, wait, I was the snitch who, who told them about the tunnels. And, like, they do everything in, in like, the wrong order. And, like, even it's the wrong order for him. Like, he's not even sure what's going on. And but, so, yeah, like... But, yeah, even in that episode, the previous episode, where they had, uh, you know, the first time you see it and they're attacking and you hear you hear somebody call out his name or something like that in the background... And uh, and you you hear these other things, and then later on, when he's actually in those situations, you see that it's actually was him that was over there, and he, you know he was making you know, and so the the roundabout stuff that they keep doing on that, uh, which brings up the big question for this episode, the bot you know the skeleton in the in the vault, who uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, is it is it one of these other bodies that? You know, or people that got sent back? Uh, is it is it somebody that got sent back from the future that, you know, that wasn't immune to it or that had the virus? 
And, uh, you know, is it uh, sort of like a Terminator situation where, you know, like in, in, in Terminator 2, you find out that the reason the machines and everything were built were because they found the arm and part of the Terminator from the first film and had developed it, you know, all these things or started to develop all these things. Uh, like it had something is like the origin of the virus because they sent something back after the virus had already been created. It's one of those, <laughs> one of those conundrums that, uh, I mean, you don't know if that's what happened, but it, when they were talking about in that scene where he finds all those photos of the previous people before Cole that they had, you know, been testing the machine with, uh, it may, and then they find a, you know, a half a skeleton in the in the thing, and she says that that's the you know, the source of of the virus that her dad had been working on. Then it made yeah. you think that they had sent something back, and that had become the source of the problem. And so once again, there's this roundabout thing that you go, well, what came first? Like, <laughs> the skeleton of the virus. It's like there yeah. was a virus, but then. In the process, he sent something back, and then that became. The... <laughs> yeah, and now uh, and now that they destroyed that, why isn't the virus gone? Is like, is it because again, like you said, like do they send something back? So it's really in the future that they have to change something. And what does that seven that's written on the wall mean? Is that like well, that's the thing though? Is he does get sent back when he returns back? That it doesn't seem to be exactly the future that he left. Yeah, so he changed something, but what did he change? That was one part I did I did enjoy their whole discussion. Like, oh, I'm disappearing, <laughs> like <laughs> making fun of. Well, this is what it feels to not exist anymore. <laughs> like, just joke around because obviously nothing was happening. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, like why is it now like this shanty town type of setup? Like, what what do you change, and what is that? I was wondering if like the seven was somehow related to. Like the number of people they did tests on, like was test subject. Know, wasn't seven. that like the name of that group that you know he w used to be a part of that you know had attacked the facility in the previous episode? They were like the whatever seven or something or oh yeah 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 yeah. And so it was like had that group like taken over the place in the new you know in this new version or something or what exactly had changed? You know where exactly did because uh... yeah he found you know the source. But you don't know if they had already done testing on it and, you know, they'd already been working on things. Maybe they have, you know, they've already found stuff out that would create the virus, you know, from that, that, uh, you know, just destroying that doesn't necessarily destroy it completely. But, yeah, something changed. So I'm interested to see the next episode to see, like, well, if it changed and, you know, the nobody seems to be using the actual machine, like, how are they going to get that fired back up again <laughs> Yeah, how is he going to go back? <laughs> to get him sent back or something it's just happened. Gonna, it's just going to be a show about the uh, about the woman now living her life out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the doctor that had a good life until she met Cole the first time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they also had some, you know, other reveals where, you know, different people find out things that Cole had done in in previous episodes, but also, you know, earlier years. And yeah, I think there's the, you know, they continue to do a really good job with the, with the show and this whole roundaboutness of you know, the whole, what came first, you know, the chicken or the egg type of uh, time travel 
uh, stuff is it it keeps it interesting. Yep. And, and this the show also kept up the trend of the week of making you cringe watching a cable show with the uh, with the bamboo under the fingernails and this <laughs> and, and the Americans with their teeth like oh it's so it makes you cringe watching TV these days. Yeah, but also it also uh, I'm hoping somewhere sometime soon we'll find out who this old guy actually is like what. Like, what group is he from, or, you know, what exactly is he trying to do, and uh, and why, you know, why does he seem to be able to, uh, and why does he, in some of these situations, <laughs> instead of just, like, torturing Cole, like, why would he not just kill everybody, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because if, if he killed him, he wouldn't stop, and he would, <laughs> he wouldn't ever stop this, or unless he, he wants the virus. Yeah, well, it seems yeah, like... Yeah. I mean, I it sort of made sense for a little bit, like he didn't kill him because uh, he figured out that Jennifer, the one girl, would do you know would do something for Cole, and so tried to set up that situation, uh, you know. But at, at a certain point, you kind of wonder, like, what does he know, or why does he keep, you know, if if this is the person he keeps running into while he's on his mission, why doesn't he just take him out instead of keep leaving them alive to keep bumping into them over and over again? And then they also mentioned his boss was like the witness, like whoever that or whoever or whatever that is. Like we haven't seen that yet. Like yeah, they kind of dropped a a, a bigger thing because because right now that is like the one thing I want to know is like what is this guy's deal? Why does he want the you know the virus? Like it doesn't seem that he's wanting to stop it. It seems that he wants to get his hands on it. But yeah, so that's. Uh... I, I'm really, really enjoying Twelve Monkeys. It's it's continued to maintain from the, you know the first few episodes. It continue yep. on a good pace, and so definitely definitely one worth checking out. If uh, you know it's you know get on board, check catch up. It's only, right now. Catch up right now. Why it's only five episodes. <laughs> Go back in time. That's tell right. yourself to watch it. That's right. <laughs> and then rewatch it because you won't get it all the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely it definitely looks like it could be a show that like at the end of a season you want to like sit back down and watch it like all in a row. Yeah. Like you've had you're watching it now, you have a chance to like digest it on like a weekly basis of like what's going on and what are the connections, but then you start to forget some of the things over the course of uh you know, over the course of a few episodes or a few weeks. So to do like a reminder of it where you just like binge watch it all what is it, 13 episodes, 12 episodes, however many episodes it's going to be, and uh, just watch it all again, and then and then you catch a, you might catch a few things that you missed the first time. All right, that's, uh, that's 12 Monkeys, and we'll move on to the last show on uh, the uh, primetime list, which is uh, The Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 10, Them. Megan, what did you think about uh, Rick's uh, revelation that uh, they're The Walking Dead? Uh, I just I don't even know where to start with that. It just like last episode was obviously big because we you lost a main character, but it did like typical Walking Dead fashion. You have a big episode, and then the next episode just kind of like meh, like it's just like okay. It and literally then, meandered along. <laughs> they, 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 literally they were just strolling along and everybody's obviously people are depressed i mean 
it, yet again, someone died. Surprise, it's the zombie apocalypse. But, I mean, it's like, I mean, even Daryl was, when he went off the woods, he's still my favorite character, but it was just, and then Rick with his, he comes up with, like, honestly, the most ridiculous line sometimes. <laughs> I think to myself, like, writers, what are you doing? Like, that, you just stare at your TV, blankly. And then the water that came out of the blue from a friend, first of all, where's this bottled water coming from? It was so out of the blue. It didn't even, it was so confusing. And then at the end, when the guy walks up and he looks like he's been showering and he's been well-fed and he's been drinking water. So where has he been? It's very strange. And I hate when they do that. Actually, it's one of my biggest pet peeves with the show where they have like a great episode. And then the next episode is really slow and boring to the point where you're just like, okay, I want to turn this off. And then suddenly there's this big thing that makes absolutely no sense. So then you have to tune in next week because now you have no idea where this person came from. Or you think, I I re- you think, I really wish I was watching next week's episode and not this week's episode. Because <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> that looks far more interesting than what I just <laughs> sat through. I feel ex- as exhausted as these people. <laughs> I want to go back this and episode. I want to go to the future. I want to jump into the future <laughs> and watch that episode and not be stuck with this one. I was literally sitting there watching it, staring at you, going, huh. All right. I'm just trying. trying." There was one point that uh, Eugene says, I don't know if things could get worse. I was thinking, I think you're right. This is so boring. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, then the dogs came out, and I'm like, oh, this is exciting for about a minute. And then, and then, uh, and then it got, again, depressing. (laughs) And it was like, oh, food. Yeah. Which was gross. Just for the record. <laughs> that was that was one of those moments in walking the rail up and go, oh, it's like I, I enjoy the fact that it's one of those shows that makes me cringe a little bit at times, which it hasn't really been doing for a while now. But that episode with the, with the dogs part, that was probably the only part I was looking at and going, Ew, like that's gross. <laughs> but besides that, I wanted to know like why the episode's super depressing. They have no water. And miraculously, it starts to break. They need shelter, and suddenly Daryl finds a barn. To me, it just seemed like the writers had a really tough stretch getting ready for all the other episodes. Not and then this that, one, but, they're like, oh. uh, a barn that completely withstood a storm that knocked trees and and, and, and the like, zombies everywhere. Like it basically was like a you know like a hurricane or. Or, you know, tornado or something that, like, whipped through but left the barn perfectly fine. Well, that's why I was wondering if if this was some kind of, like, like religious type of parable or something. Like, because the guy that they – who finds him is named Aaron. That's, like, a name out of the Bible. And, like, they survive – like, they get the water. It's, it's like, a miracle. And then they get – saved by in the barn another miracle that they didn't get crushed so i'm wondering if there was some kind of like religious type of overtone and like then you had um or undertone you had uh the priest there who burned his collar and then it then he was apologizing once it started raining like i i don't know this this whole season so far since they came back i i just been completely underwhelmed by the whole show where it used to be like one of my favorite and now it's just been just kind of like last week's i that i just hated the whole look and feel of that episode the artsy terrence malick uh <laughs> type of look and like <laughs> i 
the 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 tree of life episode oh believe me it felt like i was watching the tree that's immediately what i thought when i was watching. like this is so artsy like just give me the zombies and and like the action and like i don't i don't know i'm hoping it gets better before the uh in the next episode it looks like at least there's something interesting with like who is this guy why is he there like why is he clean like what's that <laughs> weird music box that suddenly started working when it Which shouldn't freaky. have? That's the first thing I thought was why was he clean? It didn't matter to me. There's some <laughs> random man. I was like, how come he's clean and nobody else is? Uh, yeah, that was the first thing to pop my head. Where was he during this whole giant storm that all of a sudden he can just walk <laughs> right up? Like exactly. Yeah, I mean, it looks like we'll get a little more action next week or something, or at least with them trying to figure out like who this guy is, and you know because. They haven't had the greatest experience with meeting new people <laughs> yeah. all the time. So uh, it'd be interesting to see like what is what's going on here. And it did sort of show the despair of the situation they're in and, you know, some of the problems, because especially after like last week, last week's episode, you know, all of a sudden they were at the, you know, the kids former home and, you know, they traveled all the way, you know, after it was sort of a weird thing after basically not leaving the Atlanta area for like what a, a year or so now, or however long the show has taken place that all of a sudden they're just like, they seem to have had no problems getting <laughs> all the way to Virginia uh, type of thing <laughs> where they, cause they didn't really show you that they had a whole lot of trouble getting. And so then all of a sudden now, now they're just trying to get like a hundred miles, you know, like from Virginia to Washington D.C. and and all of a sudden they're in complete despair and uh, and everything can't find water or food. They're having you know lots of problems. So that was that was a little weird, just in the how things had taken place. Uh, but it, the the good thing was is to actually it was actually to see an episode that had like the whole group like presently. <laughs> like together, you know, that was, we haven't had, we haven't really had an episode in a while where they've all been together uh, for any, any length of time. So it'll be, you know, if we get some episodes here where the the whole group is, is dealing with things together, I think that could be, uh, that could be more interesting going forward. But, but overall, yeah, it was a very slow, uh, I mean, on purpose, but then, just almost too slow. <laughs> you know? Yes, <laughs> it's it's it, it is it is a hard show for them to navigate because they can't they don't seem to ever hit the the sort of hybrid episode where you get action and storytelling. It's like we either uh, we're either we either have an episode like last week's that focuses almost on like one character or a couple of characters, or we have. And some of those have action, some of them don't, but but then we also have these episodes that are really slow, and there's a, there was a lot of character stuff in this episode, uh, but, you know, it sort of spread it around. But they can't, they don't seem to be able to do the, much with the, you know, the bringing those things together. You you almost get, like, one or the other uh, in the, as the series goes, and so from episode to episode, things are so different in, in tone you know, tone of the episode, the way things uh, play out that it, sometimes it doesn't feel like a whole, you know? 
Well, yeah, you never know like what the characters are you going to see either. It's like spin the wheel. Which character should we talk about this week? And and what spin the other wheel and see is it going to be drama or action? Yeah. <laughs> and just mix it up every week and see who you get. Uh, that's uh, I would have been more than fine if they just said, oh, yep, we're over it. <laughs> like, just one line saying we're over it and then move on. Like, I didn't need to see this depressing, like, watch them reach rock bottom. And Although I did like the scene with all the zombies attacking the barn, and that was about it. Yeah, but that was also sort of... The weirdness of it is, like, there's a storm out... You know, you're, you're seeing, like... You're hearing the rain and all this stuff outside, and then you're seeing like the zombies trying to get in, and they're all trying to keep the door closed, and then all of a sudden it's over. And then, and then all of a sudden they're all asleep and they're waking up. Like, where, when did they give up? When did the, like zombies give up? Yeah, when did the tree <laughs> knock over the zombies, or did they get blown away out there, or or what happened? You know. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a weird thing. Like it was, it was like again, it was like it was building to like some big action sequence, and then they were all waking up the next morning, and it was you know the sun was out, and uh, and so yeah, it was it was a little the zombie, the zombie budget got cut. That's why they had to like cut that part of the story out. They had to just cut away from the zombies, and everybody went to sleep. That's pretty much it. What one part I did I did find interesting was when she opens up the trunk and finds the woman tied up as a zombie because that's something they haven't really showed before because obviously there's gonna it's gonna happen somewhere if people are suddenly like kidnapping someone and then <laughs> and they die they, <laughs> they die in the trunk like yeah that 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 was the you know that it raises the question like where are they like why would you tie and gag a zombie. And put it in the trunk. Like, was this somebody else that was tied and gagged and put in the trunk? And then they died in there. And, like, where did these other people, like, where did the people that were driving these vehicles go? Is Aaron one of them or whatever? And then there was also in in that previous episode when they hit that truck and all the, just like the, the torso zombies fell out. Like, is there going to be some weird group, another group, like, that they're going to find? It's just heads? <laughs> yeah, like, that's... Or, or just legs? Yeah, or, like, <laughs> like what's going... Or, like, you know, is is that somebody else that they're going to... Or is that just, like, a a one-time sort of visual effect to, to do uh, the, the, you know, the, the torso zombies? So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this... Uh, if things spruce up a little bit with the, the next episode. But yeah, from like one episode to the next, you don't really know like what's going to get. And so a lot of times it, uh, you know, the flow of the story is really strange. I mean, at times it's kind of worked where they done separate episodes, but then everybody was separated. And so telling their story that was happening concurrently with somebody else's story in like their own episode uh, you know, kind of makes sense, but I want to see the group together more. I want to see, see less of these budget-conscious episodes where we're like, well, we can only afford to have these three people in the episode this week uh, <laughs> yeah. type of thing. So it, it would make more sense if they're, like, all separated. But, I mean, the group's back together. Like, you don't really – like, why did they separate to go into that town – 
like you had them all separated. I guess they didn't want they wanted to make sure someone was left back in yeah. case they got attacked, but it just seemed odd. Well, that didn't, you know, you you know, you send out a scouting party or whatever, but I want to see less of I want to see more of the group dealing with things together going forward. Uh because as we've seen, going going separate ways or getting separated has not been the best. For... Although if being a group makes them all Debbie Downers, then I don't really want to watch that either. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, all right, and on that note, <laughs> stop talking about The Walking Dead. And we'll move on to uh, TV recommendations. First up. My recommendation, uh, last week I mentioned uh, Secrets and Lies. This week, another ABC show, uh, which starts up a Thursday, uh, March 5th, is ABC's American Crime. Well, I've only seen the first episode so far. I would have watched uh, more if they were available at the time when I uh, originally watched it. But uh, it was very... I hate to, I hate to always preface things with, <laughs> for a broadcast drama... You know, but but for things we see on broadcast, it felt very cable-y. It's, a, you know, sort of more of a, in, I guess, more of a miniseries, or uh, it might even be more of like an anthology series where each season would, you know, if they do another season, it would be a completely different crime story. Uh, but uh, the the whole thing, the cast is, the cast is really great. Timothy Hutton and Felicity Huffman you know, at the top of a thing with lots of other, lots of other uh, uh, recognizable faces that you'll, you know, you'll have seen in other things. Uh, but the whole premise of this crime happens where Timothy Hutton and Felicity Huff, uh, Huffman, uh, Huffman's uh, uh, son and his, and his wife are killed in their home and the investigation around it and uh, the people they find, that look to be involved and how the parents deal with it on both sides, you know, how the, the, the girl's parents deal with it, how the both groups of parents, how the, the parents of the people that are become charged with the case, uh, our suspects, how they deal with it, uh, how the, you know, the small town deals with the, there's a lot of, you know, it, it's around sort of the, you know, drugs and, racial tensions and I don't know it just looked from the first episode I was I was completely uh, drawn in and I uh, look forward to uh, uh, to seeing more of it it's going to take the place of uh, uh, how to get away with murder on on Thursday nights and I think it's uh, I think it's well worth uh, worth checking out I remember enjoying it, but I watched it like nine months ago and I, <laughs> when they first posted the pilot. So I, I don't really remember it all that much, but I remember liking it. Yeah, it was just the way they set things up. They, you know, they're telling it from the different perspectives of these, all these people that are involved. And as the investigation goes, you, you know, you find out that, you know, certain people ended up being involved and they didn't really know they were involved and, how people end up getting charged for things and how people deal with it when, you know, it's a, a white, you know, a white, a, a young white couple that seemingly was murdered in their home by either, you know, with, you know, either African-American or Hispanic, you know, people involved in, at least that's what it looks like from the outset. 
uh, you know, you you go on to find out more about all the characters. Uh, but that's like the setup is like he was a you know a war veteran uh, with a young bride who is you know living in a, in a small town in California, and and this brutal murder happens, and what that does to everybody's lives, and how the case develops, and uh, it was just a. Uh, it just looked really good, like I said from the first episode. If there would, when I watched the pilot, if there would have been more <laughs> available, I would have continued to watch. Uh, which, as I said last week, with the secrets and lies, you can't really much more of a recommendation than something that draws you in, where you instantly want to see what happens next. So yeah, that's my that's my recommendation. How about you, Kyle? Uh, so for me, it's yet another show premiering on Thursday, March fifth. Yeah. March is going to be so awful. Like, so clear off those DVRs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but USA Network is is uh, has like a ten part uh, limited series called Dig, and it basically is a they call it Indiana Jones meets the Da Vinci Code. It's uh, it comes from Tim Kring who did uh, Heroes and Touch, and Gideon Raff who uh, does Homeland or the original. Um, and also the original Israeli version of the, of the show, um, and so it's it's basically these three different stories that are going on at the same time. There's one that takes place in New Mexico, one that takes place in Norway, and one that takes place in Israel. And there's like this murder mystery that that happens in Israel, and Jason Isaacs is like an FBI agent working in Israel. He's partnered with like an Israeli cop, and Anne Heche is his. Uh, his boss and uh so they're investigating this murder while these other two stories are also going on like one involves a cult and another one involves some hasidic jews getting some uh perfect red calf for some religious reason and so you're trying to figure as you're watching you're trying to figure out how these stories are going to intersect what's really going on and they're uncovering some larger conspiracy as they're investigating this um this whole murder and the reason why it's called dig is it all takes like the israeli part takes place around this uh like uh archaeology dig site uh, around like these various uh uh, religious institutions, but I, I, I've seen the first three episodes. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely one that you're going to be wondering what's going on, trying to piece things together. I think it'll make eventually you make a really good like marathon all ten episodes at once and just try to figure. But it'll be interesting to see how it works week to week. They're also going to have some kind of uh, online like app that you install and you can interact and try to figure things out as as it's going along. So it looks like it's going to be really interesting and it has a really good cast and I'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. And they they said it's 10 episodes. It's written to be 10 episodes, so you don't have to worry about, oh, are they <laughs> hang on? Although they did say, well, we could have another case. Do they want to? But we definitely wrote it for 10 episodes to be a, a closed series. Yeah, it's yeah, it's supposed to be an actual like mini series event that is an actual mini series event, not like a yes. limited series or not like under the dome. You... <laughs> like, oh, well, it's doing well. Let's make it. We're not going to actually lift that dome just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many years we can keep these people under the dome. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's another one that I'm looking forward to. I haven't seen uh, uh, any of it yet, but. Uh, yeah, another 
another one of the shows that uh, is new shows that's coming back in March. You have a bunch of shows that are, you know, sort of having their winter slash spring premiere, you know, that are returning uh, here in the, you know, in the next couple of weeks and, uh, and into March. And then you have a bunch of actual new, new stuff uh, starting up in March. Yeah, those are a couple of them. We'll have uh, we'll have some more about uh, what's coming in March and April uh, next week when we do uh, we do our full uh, spring TV preview, where uh, we talk about all the new stuff that's coming and where where it's going to be played and what what nights they're going to be on and uh, yeah, they're February, even though February is like sweeps on the network side. So, you know, you're getting new episodes of all your shows and you're getting a lot of, you know, sort of the big two part episodes or, or a lot of guest stars on, uh, on your favorite shows this month or your favorite show. One of the main characters is put in some perilous situation (laughs) and magically saved. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Various things like that are happening this, this month. So you're, you're, you are getting lots of, of new stuff to watch, but then come next month, there's actual, like, there's just like a whole bunch of stuff that's starting or returning along with a bunch of the stuff that's happening right now. And so even though you're getting lots of stuff, it seems like there's almost like a lull a little bit before, before the, the crush of March comes. We'll have more on, uh, on which things to uh, keep your eye out for uh, next week. Uh, on the podcast, that'll do it for this episode. You can find uh, links to uh, the shows we just talked about, where you can find more information about Dig and American Crime, as well as uh, links to the uh, all the renewal news that we talked about this week, and also where you can find Kyle and Megan online in the show notes at tvtimes three dot com slash two six two. And then uh, next week, Amory and Ray will be back with me, and as I said, uh, we'll be talking about uh, what to look out for. Uh, coming here in the spring, most of it starting up in March, but there's stuff starting in April and the beginning of May as well. Uh, But we'll be talking about that stuff next week. And then uh, to close out, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promenet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, once again, Kyle and Megan, thank you for uh, joining me on episode 262. Thank Thanks you. for having me. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.